and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater out in Dublin, Ireland. And here we are with our uh, Christmas show this year. I won't be abashed. This is what we are featuring Christmas programming. If you don't care for it, uh, we've featured Hanukkah programming before and uh, Solstice programming and all sorts of stuff. So uh, today we are going to a classic uh, 1938 original, 70 years later, um, reproduced. Uh, the piece is The Plot to Overthrow Christmas by Norman Corwin. Um, of course, Norman Corwin being our poet laureate of radio, um, passed this year at the ripe age of 101. Um, and this piece is remarkably timely today, particularly the part about the Congress of Hell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> regardless of your political opinions, I think you'll appreciate uh, what's going on down there. And... Uh, yeah, and then just marvelous uh, verse. You know, if you thought it was not possible to make a 35-minute radio play exciting and fun in uh, rhymed meter, well, think again. Uh, Norman Corman is the master of that. And uh, this retelling uh, was uh, put together by Richard Fish, um, of course, the colleague, uh, uh, radio drama historian, uh, Norman Corwin's uh, biggest fan and uh, promoter of Norman Corwin, as well as a actor and writer and producer in his own right, um, Rich Fish. Uh, this was broadcast on WFHB out in Bloomington, Indiana, and back in 2008, and is for you here now. In 2011, as we do now, mourn uh, Norman's passing, but his work continues on. Um, before we get into that main feature, we do have Captain Radio. Captain Radio is uh, talking about another Christmas classic, A Christmas Carol. Greetings, audionauts. Captain Radio here, highlighting a compendium of modern audio productions of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, made possible by Rode Microphones. Passionate, unique audio transforms our world. You start with Rode. Visit RodeMic.com. That's R-O-D-E-M-I-C.com. Many sources cite the publication of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol as the defining precursor to traditional family Christmas celebrations. This Victorian tale of ghosts, spirits, and ultimate redemption calls out to our consciences perhaps now more than ever. And, happily, modern independent audio drama listeners can choose among several commendable offerings varying from able amateur to polished professional. Blackstone Audio boasts two audiobooks plus a full-cast professional dramatic version directed by William Holmes and just released in November 2011. Listen closely as plush sound effects delineate every move when Bob Cratchit nervously welcomes his irritable old master, Ebenezer Scrooge. Bah. Merry Christmas. I, I mean, good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Quicksilver Radio Theater producer Craig Wickman portrays Scrooge in his semi-professional independent production, which trends more toward traditional Golden Age radio form, while highlighting Big Apple talent and a music score composed by Tony Award winner Mark Holman. Will you decide who shall live and who shall die? 
It may be in the sight of heaven that you are less fit to live than millions like this child. Oh, God, to hear the insect on the leaf complaining of the too much life among his hungry brothers in the dust. Amen. Amen. And now, my dears, for such a dinner, a toast. A Merry Christmas to us all, and God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Utilizing epic vision and solid acting from local Inland Empire live theater talent, Lifehouse Productions strives for visceral audio cinema effects. Am I the man who lay upon the bed? He cried upon his knees. The finger pointed from the grave to him and back again. No. No spirit. Oh, no, no. Finally, venerable and adept semi-professional Canadian troupe Voices in the Wind offers a more intimate modern production which efficiently redacts portions of Dickens' eloquence to move the story along more briskly without sacrificing critical details or images. Uncle Ebenezer, I never expected this of you. Oh, Kate, can you forgive an old fool? And God forgive me for the time I've wasted. Well, join the feast, Uncle. Here, here, I propose a toast to Uncle Scrooge. Pick your version of A Christmas Carol to enjoy or to give as a gift from these fine modern audio drama producers. For Blackstone, blackstoneaudio.com. For Lifehouse Productions, theateronthear.com. For Quicksilver Radio Theater, search for the production at prx.org. And for Voices in the Wind, visit moonlightaudiotheater.ca. Until next time, Audionauts, this is Captain Radio signing off. All right. Thank you, Captain Radio, CaptainRadio.com, uh, for more. And send in your piece to uh, Radio Drama Revival. Hit up the submit link at RadioDramaRevival.com, or uh, please consider a gift to RadioDramaRevival.com this kind of year. Um, a gift of giving it to a friend. Uh, if you're someone who sees an Apple device or other MP3 device, uh, get them hooked on this podcast. And if you're in a position to do so, um, consider giving us a gift. Um, I'm going to be starting a new program looking for what I call Final Rune Fivers. That's people who will be willing to donate $5 a month um, to support this service. Uh, don't need a bunch of them. I'm hoping just to get around 50 people signed up uh, to donate um, to keep this podcast running and um, to, to keep the lights on over here. So uh, if that's something you'd consider doing, um, you know, I, I donate $5 a month to several of the podcasts I like the most, everyone from Chatterbox Audio Theater to the Travelcast. Um, if you won't miss $5 a month, consider uh, giving something. Go to radiodramarevival.com and see instructions on the page. And appreciate that all through PayPal, of course. Um, yeah, all right. So on to our feature story, uh, our Christmas gift to you, this 2008 broadcast of Norman Corwin's The Plot to Overthrow Christmas. Enjoy. And now we come to our feature, the classic radio play by Norman Corwin, The Plot to Overthrow Christmas. It was first performed on Christmas Day, 1938, and has been revived by popular demand many times over the last 70 years. And as you are about to discover, it is written in rhyme. The play is in verse. It's delightful. It's great. But here in the year 2008, there's one point to make, which I hasten to state. We need to remember the play was produced many years before anyone knew Dr. Seuss. Just so you're warned. But now in prose form, before we can get to Christmas, we have some Thanksgiving to do. Our very special thanks to the author, Norman Corwin, the grand master of American radio theater, 
Mr. Corwin was born in 1910, and today he is still with us, still writing, and still on the faculty at the University of Southern California. He's even got his own website at Norman Corwin, all one word, normancorwin.com. Norman has not only given us his kind permission to perform the plot to overthrow Christmas, but also helped with the script and the sound design. We know he'll hear a recording of this program, and he might even be listening right now. So will you please help us start the play by showing our appreciation. Thank you, Norman Corwin. Have you heard about the plot to overthrow Christmas? We'll gather ye now from Maine to the Isthmus of Panama and listen to the story of the utter inglory of some gory goings-on in hell. Now it happened in Hades, ladies and gentlemen, it happened down there that the fiends held a meeting. The fiends held a meeting for the purpose of defeating Christmas. With the aid of a fade, a fade on the radio, we'll take you there with a high and a hady ho to hear firsthand the brewing of the plot down in the deepest Stygian grot. Grot is a poetical term for grotto. Whenever you hear my voce sotto, or sotto voce, whichever you prefer, it's just I taking pains to make quite sure that nobody makes a poetical illusion which might in any way create confusion. I return you now to the voice you were hearing before I did this interfering. As I was saying, in the Stygian grot, the notables of Limbo hatched a plot. And what went on in the sulfurous hole will soon pick up by remote control. Of course, such a pickup's not made quickly. As a matter of fact, it's done rather trickily. You mustn't mind if it sounds erratic. That's merely interterrestrial static. Don't be surprised if you're deafened by thunder just as we start our journey under. You'll hear earthquakes and all of the commoner varieties of natural phenomena. And so, below, via radio, to the regions where the legions of the damned go. interrupt me in the middle of a movement of my favorite concerto. You should look to the improvement of your manners. Oh, sir, if you please, my apologies. I would not have intruded upon your recital if the matter were not so terribly vital. The most important matter in the world is piddling when it comes to be compared with Nero's fiddling. And now, what you say may be very true, but I've been sent here to summon you to a great mass meeting of the tortured souls down in the grot of the flaming coals. The meeting? What for? What's the big idea? Why can't a fellow have some peace down here? Peace, poor soul, can't be found on the premises. This is a region abounding in nemesis. Now you're talking like a travel folder. 
Tell me, varlet, before I smolder, why are we meeting? Who's on the spot? We're meeting in order to fabricate a plot. A plot against a festival that mortal men comfort in and gladden in again and again. You see, every year... Never mind the facts. I don't want to hear how mortal man acts. The only information about which I care concerns the mass meeting and who'll be there. His wickedness, Mephisto, will preside naturally. Naturally. And several of the bourgeois will be sitting at his side. And down in front, by the sizzling sodium, will be many personalities noted for their odium. Haman, Caligula, Medusa, and Lacree. That's all very nice, but what about me? Oh, you will be sitting in row A, center, between Ivan the Terrible, the Tormentor, and Circe. Oh, mercy, why, they're both deranged. Do you wish me to see if your seat can be changed? Yes, if you will, please. Taste comes first, even though a soul may be eternally cursed. All right righto. See you at the meeting, then. Yes, and now... Back to my concerto. This is I, the sotto voce person. It should have been explained that Nero is rehearsing for nothing in particular. He's just that way. While hell's fires burn, he likes to play. It makes him feel a little more at home. It's just an avocation he picked up in Rome. The meeting will come to order. Please, I've called you here from over 60 seas of boiling pitch and blazing phosphorus to stop what constitutes a loss for us. We've lost prestige, and I greatly deplore that we stand in danger of losing more in the way of confidence and spirit. We're far from our goal. We're nowhere near it. And this is the reason, though we've done well in carrying forward the work of hell, we've left a very big job unfinished. After all these years, there is undiminished goodwill on earth every late December because of Christmas. Now, please remember, as long as this continues to be, the race of man will not belong to me. I will listen now to any questions you want to ask, and then suggestions. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman. Brother Heyman has the floor. You've said we've done well in our efforts to sell evil. I say we've done better. We've carried out the letter of your law, and I say, as a veteran... Sit down there, Heyman. Another this volley. Sit down yourself. You're off your trolley. Sit down. I'm Ivan the Terrible. You're telling us why you're unbearable. Unbearable. I want decorum in this forum. These personal remarks must cease. Now, Brother Ivan, would you speak your piece? I merely want to say, in a casual way, that Heyman's a radical. Always gets fanatical. Anybody think to hear him snort that the work of the devil should just stop short? Anybody think to hear this fool that we all should go to Sunday school? Mr. Chairman, Brother Ivan was a demagogue with a brain like a fly and the manners of a hog. How's it come to this? Are we going to let a little holiday like Christmas get the better of us all down here below? No, 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 no! Very well then, sirs, very well, let's go. Let's lay down our plans now to overthrow this Christmas business and all that guff of holly and mistletoe and stuff. 
Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman. Yes, Miss Salome, do you wish to have a say? I do. A dame like me knows how to get ahead. Oh, we all know about that platter. This is a totally different matter. Get lost. You're as mad as a mad hatter. At least I haven't gotten fatter. That's more than can be said for you. Well, you pinhead, you will rue. You balmy Miss Salami. You are swill and swiller. You dare insult the great Attila? From whom descended the gorilla? Cut the cackle. I warn you not to raise my hackle. You were saying, Salome? If we're looking for a way to set humans up for a fall, let's give them high cholesterol by sending to their habitats lots of saturated fats. And you know what this begets? Quantities of cigarettes. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman. Brother Caligula may take the floor. Mr. Chairman, I abhor, as a former emperor, anything which curbs our rule. Let us give some presents to candy sticks and things to chew, fruits and nuts and little cakes, poisonous as rattlesnakes. Bravo! Let our subtlest worker be bichloride of mercury. Brilliant! Let us wrap in tinsel bright little gifts of dynamite. Very good. Work things so that men will fear when 1225 draws near. Good. Soon at this rate, if you please, men will hang from Christmas trees. <laughs> My dear Caligula, permit the chair to say we think you've got something there. And now with this fine start, let's hear some more. Brother Nero, do you want the floor? With all due respect to Caligula's views, I think there's a better method we can use. I've heard just lately men are giving the razz to classical music by making it jazz. They're rocking Bach, and what is keener, they're cutting loose with Palestrina. As a connoisseur of music, of course, I love the works of Rimsky-Korsakov. But today I note with a bitter shrug, they've made Scheherazade a jitterbug. <laughs> jitterbug? That's been passé for 50 years if it's a day. Much as we admire your clever rhyme, will you get to the point? We're wasting time. I was just about to say, when interrupted, that Christmas can easily be corrupted. If you punk rock all the Christmas carols, why think of the evil just barrels and barrels of sacrilege every time you play a pious song in a profane way? Why, once you entice him to punk Noel, then victory belongs to us fiends. Well? Mr. Chairman! Mr. Chairman! Mr. Legree. I'd like to say that it seems to me that y'all is barking up a coonless tree. I think Mr. Nero's made a wrong guess. And the way to go about it is to get in Congress. Bribe a bunch of senators who know their oats and just make a purchase of a block of votes. And then they can legislate a situation where they rules old Christmas right out of the nation. They can all get together and pass a law where there ain't gonna be no Christmas no more. I think Legree's suggestion is a mute. It's very cute. And quite astute. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman. Yes, Miss Boyd. I say that we should all give pause to think about this Santa Claus. He's the man behind the scenes, the symbol of what this Christmas means. If we could rub him out, my friend, our troubles would be at an end. Just think how it would tickle us to liquidate St. Nicholas. 
A girl like me could fascinate the guy and then assassinate. Do you think that you could do it, pretty one? Are you sure you wouldn't be by pity one? (laughs) Sometimes you are an awful tease, my master Mephistopheles. Ain't I murdered several dozens, poisoned uncles and some cousins? Don't my work right here in Hades make me first among the ladies? Men of virtue all have cussed me. I am sure that you can trust me. On that, now we haven't a particle of doubt, Miss Borgia. I'm sure we all have nothing but kind feelings towards you. But many times a woman spy, alas, adores her victim. Dames make poor ambassadors. Do you imply that such defects are found inherent in my sex? I do. Well, listen here, old Ironsides. You're heading for some cyanides. You have crossed a Borgia, and you know what consequences will follow. Come, come, disciples, this is very bad. There's nothing to be gained by getting mad. Suppose we put the matter to a vote. All those in favor of the motion made by fiend Caligula will signify by rising to their feet and saying aye. Aye! One vote in favor, Caligula's. And the opposed? Opposed! The motion is defeated. Let's talk about Nero's plan to rock the hymns in pious music. All those for will, please respond by raising a paw. Four. And those against? Against! Very well. The scheme of Lady Salome? Nay! Now the project of Legree's. Who is there here who totally agrees? I do. Legree votes for himself. And those opposed? Opposed! Now all those who favor Borgia's cause, it being to eliminate Santa Claus. And those opposed? It seems the women have a way with them. At least they've carried the day with them. You flatterer. (laughs) The motion's carried. And now we'll decide which one of us will take Nick for a ride. We'll all draw lots and thus settle the moot point of who we've sent to execute. This is your old friend, Soto Voce, visiting down where it's eternal noche. Noche is Spanish for night, you know. Merely a reference just to show that English isn't all I have to go by. Ah, well, I guess I've missed my calling. I should have been a lobbyist. You see, I'm just stalling to give them time to finish the voting. Let's see, the weather. Now I'm quoting the Daily Hellion. Continued heat, both overhead and under feet. Free and moderate gases blowing up to gale force and then going north by westerly. Light showers of brimstone during the evening hours. That's what it says here. I'm not fibbing. How am I doing with my ad-libbing? This is a thing Dan Rather'd have fun with. Say, the drawing should soon be done with. We expect the results any moment now, as soon as... The lots have been drawn, and I'm glad to say the honor has fallen Nero's way. Now, Nero, you are charged with a great task. It is the evilest deed that we could ask a fiend to do. We'll be proud of you. Now, just a moment. How do I get there? What do I wear? Is it dry or wet there? 
Is it fact or fancy or just word of mouth that he lives at the pole? Uh, is it north or south? What shall I use when it comes to the showdown? A gun or a dagger? Now give me the lowdown. Ah, uh, Nero. You needn't be so tragic. You'll get to Earth by the blackest magic. To create an elevator is simple for an expert spell creator. With a lot of pyrotechnic dazzle, we'll let you off on a hill in Basel, Switzerland. From there, you will make your way to the Arctic Circle, then break your way through ice with a blowtorch. After a while, you're bound to reach Santa's domicile, and once you get there, ah, my dear Nero, all of our work will have gone for zero if you don't succeed in your assignment. I know. If at first we don't succeed, we can try and try again. But there is no need, because nothing will come of it. Meaning no offense. Do you mind if I take my departure? Hence... That, my friends, was a big brass gong. It's used in this story right along to indicate we're about to travel to points where the story will further unravel. And now if Ambassador Nero elects, we'll have another spot of sound effects. Ow. <laughs> Tell me, stranger, is this Basel, Switzerland, or is it already Donner and Blitzerland? Donner and Blitzerland is 5,000 miles away. Thank you, mister, and uh, good day. Tell me, stranger, I've been walking inland for weeks. Where am I now? In Finland. Stranger, without sparing me, is this here the Bering Sea? Oh, goodness, no, it's Baffin Bay. And does that call for laughing, eh? Sir, I'm from the news. As a traveler, have you views? Have you any prattle that the West Spitsbergen Tatterblatt can garble in a routine way? Like, for instance, let us say, are you neutral? Do you favor any one delicious flavor? Is the planet out of kilter? Are you partial to a filter? Is your toga made of leather? Care to comment on the weather? Is it all right if I quote you? By what name may I denote you? Call me Nero. Ah, you paint. So keen, so delicate, so quaint. My name is Nero, idiot, not Miro. What? The former emperor of Rome? Above the latitude of Nome. You, the old-time Paganini. Was it you said Vidivini? No, of course not. That was Julie. Caesar. Was it you who coolly played while something burned? What was it? That does it. Tell me, Madam Flapping Yap, which way to the polar cap? That way. Cross the glacier, then turn right. Thanks for nothing, and good night. Tell me, stranger, because I've lost stock. Where am I now? In Vladivostok. Listen, stranger, after all these centuries of blistering heat, now I have to suffer from freezing feet. I'm wincing with pain from this pesky toe. No speak English, Eskimo. I declare by my frenetic soul I must be over the magnetic pole. My watch has stopped. Can that be right? I wonder. Ah. 
a light, a light. In a moment now you'll hear me knock on Santa's door and he'll unlock it never more to lock again. <laughs> Coming! So is doom. <laughs> How do you do, sir? Very well indeed, and you, sir? Splendidly. Won't you come in? Take your coat off. I see your chin is frozen. Also your hands and knees. Sit down while I get you some antifreeze. Don't bother, sir. I will not be long. I'm about to perpetrate a fearful wrong. In short, I'm about to do away with you. Take it easy. Do not play with that gun. I know all about you. Really? Haven't I had my agent scout you for weeks? You've come all this way to abolish Christmas. Now, let me say... Listen, Santy, I'm no callow stripling. I've read Ernest Hemingway and Kipling, and also The Shooting of Dan McGrew, and plenty of detective stories, too. And just to show you what a broad guy I am, I've also read The Rubiot of Omar Khayyam. Do you think that a fellow with his reading so graded could have learned so little as to be dissuaded from the main objective? Why, don't make me giggle. I'd feel a lot better if you wouldn't wiggle that gun so. Much as I'm impressed with your education, I honestly believe that a figure of your station should have given more thought to the ways of man and less devotion to the cult of Pan. By others, no doubt, your wisdom may be prized, but I didn't come here to be criticized. In fact, I came here to dispatch a duty, so don't hand me all this tutti-frutti. If you've any last words you want to say, then spill them. I haven't got all day. Now, what's the rush? Unless I've counted wrong, the polar day is always six months long. Well... After I've disposed of you, I've got to hurry. Right back to hell, or they'll begin to worry. Not about you, but about your career in homicide. Do you think that the mere loss of you would make them hysterical? Their only interest is numerical. Think so? Mephisto wants to rule just as much of humanity as possible for reasons of personal vanity. By the sticks, you're right. To think that he dare... Are there any ladies here? Would you permit me to swear? My answer to that is an emphatic no. There are several lady dolls in the toy room below. (sighs) Oh, Claudius. Oh, Cassius. Oh, Napoline. What a fool I've been. What a fool I've been. But wait... I think I see what you're after. You're as clever as a big-time Roman grafter. You remind me now of my royalty just to get me in a mood for disloyalty. Do you think I could be that meanly deceptive to Satan? Why, Santa, I'm keenly perceptive. I can see right through all your clever ruses. Nero can be plenty foxy when he chooses. I'll have you know that I'm partly a dreamer, partly a wit, and partly a schemer. I'm part philosophical and also part mystic. I suppose you fancy that you're highly artistic? Fancy? (laughs) Why, I have such a sense of beauty. Don't hand me a helping of tutti-frutti. Any creature who really had beauty in his soul would appreciate Christmas. He would know that the whole idea of the holiday is one of such power 
that all the fiends below might gnash their fangs and glower, yet never in a million years could do it harm, because it has a glory, a greatness, a charm you would know nothing about. Is that so? The spirit that it venerates, the good cheer that it generates, are things far, far beyond you. For all your wealth, no man on earth could sell ye these. <laughs> Am I so cursed as that? Will you tell me, please, what beauties there may be that I have never seen? Have you ever seen a Christmas tree, tall and green, smelling of woodlands, covered with a sheen of silveriness, its branches bending low with the fruits of human kindness instead of snow? No. Have you ever closely witnessed what takes place any Christmas morning on a young child's face? Or perceived any beauties purer than those distilled in the hearts of little girls and boys? Have you ever watched a fire in a fireplace on a Christmas Eve? Or listened to a grace at a table heavy with fruits and cakes and all the wonders that a kitchen makes? Fowls and pastries, wines and meats, and nuts and raisins and candied sweets? Have you ever seen mistletoe hanging from a ceiling? In frosty air, heard a far bell pealing? Have you ever come back from a sleigh ride tingling and your feet keeping time with the sleigh bells jingling? Have you ever seen the beauty of a sprig of holly? Or felt for a moment how it feels to be jolly? Golly. <laughs> Have you ever known how exceedingly pleasant it is to unwrap a Christmas present? Did you ever know how much cheer it lends to be wished a Merry Christmas by all your friends? Have you ever experienced the fun of giving? Do you know at all the joys of living? I guess I don't. For all of me, I never knew such things could be. Just think how long in ignorance I've slept. It must have been the company you kept. I was a wicked tyrant once, you know. Ah, yes. But that was centuries ago. You really had no way of knowing. Perhaps... I guess that I'll be going. I really should be getting on my way. But do you have to? Don't you want to stay? You see, I'm just a bit... Embarrassed. Why, yes, sir. Now, don't look so harassed. I know just why you came and who it was that sent you. But that's all done with. I take it you repent you of all your past mistakes? With many pains and aches of conscience. Then you are welcome here. Please take your hat off, your coat, your muffler also. Take your spat off. What happened to the other one? No matter. You're pretty thin. You'll presently be fatter. I serve good food here. I'll get you a platter of steak and mushrooms, medium or rare. I'll bet that you're as hungry as a bear. Now just sit down. That's it. Right over here. And tell me, will you have some wine or beer? I never touch the stuff myself, but manage to keep on hand a little rye for purposes medicinal. And man, your chin should be unfrozen. What a state it's in. A while ago you asked me if I understood good cheer. I do so now, St. Nicholas. I see it standing here. I want to ask you something, sir. Now, please don't give a yelp. 
Is there any sort of work to do where I can be of help? Indeed there is. Indeed there is. And I am glad you asked me. I have so many toys to make this year, the job's got past me. But first, you sit and eat this bowl. I've got a little trifle I'd like for you to see. So will you sit right here and stifle your curiosity? I'll get it for you right away. It's down the hall a piece. Well, well, who'd ever think it? Will wonders never cease? At last, after all these centuries, I'm so happy I could buzz. It shows you what a lot a little Christmas spirit does. As emperor, I envied oft the cheerfulness of peasants, and now... Well, here it is, Nero, my boy. By way of Christmas presents, I offer you this little gift. But, Santa, for what reason? A very good one, sir, to wit... Compliments of the season. Well, go ahead and open it. Why stand there so reflecting? I'm just collecting thoughts, St. Nick. My thoughts I'm just collecting. Just think how far a tiny bit of fellowship will carry us. Oh, well. I say, what's this? What's this? It is a Stradivarius. Why, thank you. Thanks a million times. I I don't know what to say to you. I'll tell you what I'll do, St. Nick. I'll start right in and play for you. I'll play, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play. I'll play all night and day for you. Fine. Now, here's some music. I'm sure you'll play it well. It's a little piece entitled Noel, Noel. Sotto voce, friend, I've just come back to tell you that the story's at an end. Stone as the messenger, Joel Pearson as Nero, Kirby Thompson as Mephisto, Joe Estival as Attila and Traveler Number One, Will Murphy as Ivan the Terrible, Suzette Weekly as Salome and Traveler Number Four, Mark Richardson as Caligula, Dana Dyer Pearson as Lucretia Borgia, Renee Reed as the reporter, Cindy Lewandowski as Traveler Number Three, Richard Fish as Simon Legree and Santa Claus. And I'm Jeff Stone, Heyman, and your narrator.
Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's our holiday show for 2008, folks. No matter what holidays you're celebrating, all of us wish you and yours all the best and a very happy, safe, and prosperous new year. Good night. WFHB's holiday special for 2008 was created by a whole lot of wonderful volunteers. You've been listening to the voices of the mighty Firehouse Hardware, Joel Pearson, Dana Dyer Pearson, Daryl Stone, Jeff Stone, Joe Estable, Kirby Thompson, Joy Shane Lauder, Mark Richardson, Renee Reed, Suzette Weekly, Will Murphy, Susie Warsham, and our violinist, Malin Fiddler. Sound effects by award-winning Foley Meister, Tony Brewer. And music from Jim Krause and Ann Hurley, Art Heckman and his friends, Dan G-Man Silva, Joe and Kathy Norton, the Fatted Calf String Band, and our fearless musical director, Mike Lucas, and the B-Town Bearcats. Radio engineering by the indefatigable Jeffrey Morris and Matt Nations with house sound by Shane Young. Down at the station, John O.B. Byers has been stoking our steam-fired mixing board, and Carolyn Vanderweel, Cindy Lewandowski, and Leah Tannen have volunteered above and beyond the call. This show could not have happened without the support of WFHB's outstanding board of directors and the inexhaustible community radio staff, general manager Will Murphy, music director Jim Mannion, news director Chad Carruthers, and chief engineer Jeffrey Morris. The script was written by Jeffrey Frisch with help from Jeff Stone, Mike Kelsey, except, of course, the plot to overthrow Christmas by Norman Corwin, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Mouse by Bill Green. Our hats are off big time to the Bloomington Area Arts Council, especially Walter Art Center Manager Mark Machado, who helped us turn the place into a radio inside and out. The program is directed by Richard Fish and produced for WFHB Community Radio by Richard and Mike Kelsey. Special thanks in advance to the Fire Science Theater at firesciencetheater.com for deciding not to sue us over the jokes we stole. I'm your announcer, Jeff Stone, wishing you a wonderful holiday season and lots of fun all year long. was The Plot to Overthrow Christmas by the Grandmaster Norman Corwin uh, brought to you in a 2008 recreation. And we'll keep 
up in that vein next week. Uh, I did notice my friends at the Wireless Theater Company have just done a bunch of uh, Christmas-themed plays um, that are available wireless theater dot co dot uk uh, put up some links up for them um great work um wireless has done all sorts of awesome stuff if you uh, we haven't featured them in, the, in this show for a little while uh, but in general um they are they're one of my favorites um and they've done great things the past few years you definitely check them out so on to next week uh we've got a little change of flavor and then all sorts of surprises coming up for you in the new year radio drum revival will be approaching our fifth anniversary wow yeah, it's been that long. 2007, we started this thing, and we've kept it going. So thank you for listening all these years. Um, still find new audio drama. So those of you out producing it, keep producing it. And those of you who enjoy it, uh, keep enjoying it and support it as much as you can. We're all doing this because we love it. And never think about that quite as much as about as this time of year uh, when you think about things and appreciate them, especially so. And audio is one of those things I give thanks for. So, all right. Um, that's a wrap for this week. Of course, the re- website is radiodramarevival.com, iTunes, archives, uh, Twitter, Facebook, the whole lot. Just search for Radio Drama Revival to find this show. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's Community Radio. is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of all shows remains third. Original producers do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. As always, keep your mind and your ears open. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful week. See you next time. Mm-hmm.